right. Whew. Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Oh, brother. Without a dope beat, the step two, step two, step two. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Good evening, family. How you guys doing? Hey. Doing all right, doing all right. Pastor, how you know that song? <laughs> how I know that song? Yeah. I was, I was Dudley longer than I was a pastor. Right. So, oh, I have, no, I have no problem with that. And I've seen a couple of older pastors who be singing some Bob Marley, so. Mercy. If they can sing their Bob Marley, I can, I can sing what I got. Um, what's going on, everybody? How's everybody? Everybody's good? <sighs> doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're getting over a little cold. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing good. Doing, doing good. Moda, you, you just came back from traveling. No. No. I am traveling. <laughs> you are traveling. Sorry. You landed. So you are traveling. 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 Uh, I'm glad good. that I uh, put a request in because if not, Dudley would have just like you know aired out everything. Just <laughs> so yeah. So you see, okay, good. So you're traveling. Um, and so that's got a new back background, man. Yeah, Hallelujah. good. Praise him. Some things, some things have changed. Some things have changed. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. We, we give God all the praise. Yeah. Um. Well, welcome everybody tonight to. Uh, our confessions podcast and we were just thankful that you chose to uh come in and listen to this uh group of uh young adults who just talk about certain things that we find relevant and we hope that it will be uh good for you um i want to i want to start by not starting for a second here and just i i want to say to the three of you um how much i I, I appreciate you all. I value you all. Um, we haven't done this podcast thing enough, and yet we haven't done it long enough, um, which is kind of weird to say in the same, same thing. Um, but I, but I, I want to um, just use this platform as we end off this year uh, by saying you guys have really made this, you guys have made me a lot better, um, and I want to I want to um, just publicly affirm you guys. Um, as family, sometimes there are highs and there are lows, and I want to want to just look into all of your eyes. <laughs> I want to look into all of your eyes and say how much I value you all, uh, very much so. Um, don't worry about that guy. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knew how sentimental you are. What happened? I didn't know if anybody knew how sentimental you are. I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very sentimental. Right. Look at that. You're sharing it with the world. I'm sharing it with the world because, yeah. because if, if anything, uh, this is confessions. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if anything, I think it's important. Um, that if we're in this space, we have to be in this in this space, um, you know, being ourselves. And so I just want to start off by saying how much you guys are great. Um, this this thing wouldn't be as successful as it is without you guys. Um, today, as we pivot from this that very 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 sentimental moment, um, 
I think I think we're we're, we're pivoting to something that I think is. I, I don't know how you mess around with this topic. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know how you uh, look at the events that have, that have, that have ha- happened um, over the last couple of weeks, um, namely with uh, the topic that we, we talk about today, and not uh, begin to start to ask a lot of questions, um, think about uh, yourself, friends that you might have, um, and everything under the sun. And and so um, our dear own Pastor Oda had brought this topic up to the group. Um, and, and I, you know, felt like it was, it was, it was something that we need to talk about. Um, and so let's do it. Um, topic obviously for today, for those people who have not uh, seen it and just saw this live right now is let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Twitch real quick. Um, so, so if you're a novice, if you have no idea who this is, you, you know, you are, you know, a person that's not really tuned in to the happenings that are happening in the world. Somebody, please explain to the the, the, the viewing public who is this? Why are we talking about them? Well, Twitch is a larger than life personality. Uh, he was a person that was known for hosting um, the "So You Think You Can Dance." Um, he also did, uh, I believe he was like in movies like Blades of Glory mm-hmm. and Hairspray and Stomp mm-hmm. the Yard and yeah. Homecoming Stomp the Yard. He was in Step Up, Revolution, All In, Magic Mike. He was um, <laughs> appeared on television shows like Modern Family, Young and Hungry. But I guess the biggest thing that he was known for was being the DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. Um, where he danced with Ellen and would play her beats and was always syncopated with her. And I guess the best way to describe him from other people who knew him personally is that he was a light. Yeah. Everyone says Twitch was a light. He was a character. He was just this authentic, bubbly, warm individual that isn't here with us anymore. And um, that's who Twitch is. In a nutshell, yeah. I feel I feel like it hit. I feel like it hit the world, um, sort of in the same space like Kobe's passing, mm. um, where people didn't know how much this person affected them or that loss affected them until it happened. Right. And when it is, it, when it happened, people begin to start to examine or think about the way that it happened, you know, why, um, and, 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 and the emptiness and the inability to explain the why allows people to really find um, some identity in it, some, find some, some way to relate to it, to try to find their, their own story in it somehow, um, which, which speaks a lot to, I think, a, a lot about, you know, where, uh, our generation is um, how how mindful you know our um, our awareness of our place in the world, our existence in the world is so it's so um, tangible, it's so evident, it is so um, 
sensitive. It's it's something that um, people real really realize their mortality. And the more you more you read, the more you, you begin to start to hear and see these stories. The more you begin to start to understand, man, this life that we've been given is a short thing. It's a precious thing uh, that we have. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if the world was hit the way it was hit since Kobe. Um, and so um, I, 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 we're going to take some, obviously we're going to get a lot of time in talking about the, the whys. Um, I, I think, you know, getting to the point of beginning to start to make it plain in our own lives. Uh, before we, we, we get there, um, um, how did it hit you when you, when you found out the news? You know, what, what was your first reaction? What was your first conclusion? Right or wrong? I mean, this is God, confessions, but right or wrong, whatever, good or bad, or whatever, indifferent. How did how did it hit you? Um, when I saw it, sorry about my voice, but when I saw it, for me, it just made me want to check in on the people that I love. You know, it reminded me that life is precious. And despite whatever the circumstances are, death is death. It doesn't matter how it happened, but it just reminded me that I needed to reach out to some people. And so that's what I did. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. How, how did you, I'm, I'm just curious, how did you determine who to reach out to? Um, some people that I haven't spoken to in a while that I missed. Um, some friends that I'm very close to, but maybe I didn't hear from them for a couple of days. And it was just as simple as maybe a quick text or a phone call. And it wasn't about anything in particular. It was just to hear their voice or to see if they were okay or let them know I'm okay. You know, I just felt that it was important in that moment to kind of stop and just check in. Yeah, for me, um, it hit not because of who Twitch is. I, I, I wasn't very familiar with him. Right. Um, I knew him mostly through the Ellen show and, you know, her like almost sitting down and kind of like they're, 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 the joy that they brought to so many. Um, but what really stood out to me was how when, when people are entertainers, when it is their job to bring other people joy, there is the assumption that they too have what they are dispensing or what they're sharing. Mm -hmm. When you hear that this person's taken their life, the reason it hit home for me, one, it's tragic whenever a person dies. Two, I, I feel for their family in a different way because not only are they grieving, but now there are questions of guilt and that I miss signs. Like they don't just get to grieve the way other people grieve. Like there, there's this internal uh, interrogation that goes yeah. on in the midst of it. Um, right. And then three, and I think this is what hit the most for me, is I thought about how many smiling, laughing, dancing people mm. know that on the outside, it looks like all right. It looks like they're all right. But on the inside, like they're, they're, they're really struggling. Um, yeah. I thought about several of my friends who it's like, they're, they are the life of the party when you're around them. But when you get to really know them, they're, they're struggling. They're not okay. So for that reason, it just it just reminded me, like, man, you know, what we see on social media and even what we see in person with all of the high fives and the amens at church and all those things are not are not 
reliable indicators as mm -hmm. to how people are really doing it on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, um, so there was a pastor that just committed suicide not too long ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a pastor that committed suicide not that long ago, and, and a successful pastor to the caliber of what we consider successful pastors. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, one of my childhood friends committed suicide a couple years back. Um, and it, it, it made me start to consider, um, I know Sophia wrote, don't say he committed suicide, but that's what the reports say, right? Um, that's the term that the police department has used to establish the cause of death. And I think sometimes for me, what happened to me is I became self-reflective and began to think about what is suicide? Mm -hmm. Like the what rather than the why. I think a lot of people get hung up on the why, what drove them to make this decision or, you know, why would they do this? Why were they so unhappy? And we make all these assumptions about right. people, but we don't stop to think about what happened in their life, not the why. Because when you use the word why, you're putting blame on them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I began to think about what is life like that it would lead you to not want to live it anymore? Mm -hmm. What is life like that, what is success hmm. that you'd rather leave that and do something different? What, what causes a person to determine I'm done? And so when I was checking on my friends or more, to be honest, they were more checking on me. Um, you know, they were like, how are you doing? How are you taking the news? You know, and I was just like, I've just been thinking about the what. Mm -hmm. What would lead? What would cause? And what I think at the end of the day, the biggest question that I was left with was, what are we really doing about it? Mm -hmm. Because there's tons of hashtags and, oh, if you need help, call the suicide line. And I'm sure that he knew all of these resources. Mm -hmm and did not use any of them. He still sent a text before he died to his uncle, uh, to his father. He said, I love you, dad, dad. That was the last text he got from his son. And it's just like, what is happening? And so that's why I wanted to talk about it because I was like, I think a lot of times, um, especially as pastors, we're treated as mental health professionals when we're not. Mm. We are not. We struggle with the same things our members struggle with. We deal with the same issues they deal with, if not at a profounder level. And I guess it, it causes me not to question why, but what is going on? You know. Yeah. Um, uh, 
when I found out, I was, I was, I was shocked to, I was shocked because it was him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was shocked because of the news. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. You know, it, it, it was like, um, you know, suicide, which, which, which that, that's the sad part. The sad part is, is that suicide has become so normal that when I heard it, it was like, okay, someone committed suicide. Okay. Then when I found out who, the, my shock was in the who. Word? Him? What? Why? Was my first reaction. How, how could a person be that's so happy and, you know, whatever the case may be, I fell into, I fell into that same trap. You know, one um it's I, I think it says I think it says a lot of, of things about um the, the things that, that in life that are important and namely um a word that I think people we throw around but I think is it, it's something that I think it's important to define and that's the premise of no matter what you define your success to be um What's your definition of hope? What does what what is what is what is hopefulness uh, to you? And I and I and I say it because after hearing and reading his story, I I, mm-hmm. I had to start to do um, some reading on a, on a book that I, I remember reading in the past, but I forgot a, a lot of the, about it. But I remember the the, the basic subject was that a person or human beings thrive on hope and that when hope when, when the lack of hope allows someone to feel like their day or their or their tomorrow is no longer necessary the, the best way to, to to take away a person or to stop a person from continuing to do something is to take away their sense of hope um more so you know speaking obviously to, the, the minister in me is the reason why I think it's important the 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 theology of the resurrection because without a hope of tomorrow it, it it's hard to put a lot of meaning in your today. Mm-hmm. If, if I told you there was you know tomorrow is not going to get better better than today, what's the point of getting up and and living? Um, and so for a lot of us, um, I think we 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 look to find life and, and 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 seek life to find its meaning through what we gain what we acquire um who we please what reputation that we create and yeah i think hope is a is a very important word i think we all should um should find a, a, a way to define because if, if you don't know what your hope is, it's, it, 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 it might get you into dangerous places. And this is me being just a simple guy reading a book, un, <laughs> unlike my, my, my brother who can do a lot better than me in this particular area. I, I think that, I think a loss of hope is very dangerous. I think that there are other factors um, that can also cause a person to want to complete suicide. And I think one of the opportunities we have here, because it's such a difficult and touchy subject for a lot of people, 
um, is to talk about talking about suicide. Uh -huh. Whenever there are tough conversations to have, sometimes you have to start not with the conversation, but let's talk about how to have the conversation. And I think that the church has a, does a terrible job of having the conversation due to some myths um, that that are that that are promoted and perpetuated because we don't talk about it, right? So there's no correction to these things. Like I know that for some people, there's this myth that if you commit suicide, that's an automatic ticket to hell. Mm -hmm. And I think that that also puts the pressure of silence on the topic. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we have an opportunity to talk about talking about it. How do, mm -hmm. how do, we, how do we deal with, with this conversation as Christians in a way that is healthy, in a way that is preventative and protective? I think one thing that I employ in that, because I thought about that, Edsel, as well, is how quickly we are as humans to categorize what someone does. Yeah. And what the result is of what they did. So I asked my friend uh, today, I said, hey, would you say Samson committed suicide? <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, no, Samson had a task to carry out. I said, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. how did he carry it out? Right. My his life would end. Mm -hmm. I said, and pilots in World War that knew that they would have to share secrets and would be tortured to death Mercy. and chose to kill themselves. Would we consider that suicide? Uh, people who are willing to risk their lives to save others, would we consider that suicide? I, I, I think that as human beings, we've just been too comfortable playing God mm -hmm. that it makes these conversations complicated because we immediately want to talk about the actions and what's the result of these actions versus having a real dialogue mm -hmm. about what would lead someone here? What would cause someone to make these decisions? What was their state of health, mental health, to cause them to feel like this is the only way out of it? Mm -hmm. Not medication, not a retreat for three days in Sonoma, not a spa, not a ski trip, not just me and my spouse getting away. Like this is a, a finale. And I think that's why so we can't have the honest conversations because we're too busy trying to put people in heaven and hell instead of just understanding that our plights as humans are all different and we all need help. Well, I think a reason for that is because it would force us to admit our own That's right. kinds of hopelessness and That's where right. we didn't want to go forward. I mean, I can say there were moments where I was just like, yo, how do I get past this stage of hopelessness? And in that moment, I couldn't see it, right? And um, a lot of the times we're afraid to look in the mirror and be honest about our own moments where we didn't want to go on um, because we're afraid of those moments. And so it's easier to judge someone else than to be honest about ourselves. I th and I think with that, we're, we're all trying to answer this question, not us in this conversation, but a lot of people 
we're trying to answer the question why. Like, mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense. How do I make it make sense? So then we draw these conclusions trying to make something make sense. I remember um, first year of pastoral ministry, uh, there was a family in a church that a loved one of theirs completed suicide. And I did the visit with the family, the initial visit with the coroner because the person passed initially under mysterious circumstances. They didn't understand what happened. Did the autopsy, the coroner was there. The senior pastor, Pastor Easton Marks and I said, you know what, let's go with the coroner so mm -hmm. that the news were there with them. Mm. In a very, very real way, this is my first year of ministry. I was like, I have no idea what to say to these people. Like we knew going in what they were going to hear. The coroner had spoken to us and we were gonna watch them hear this news and the pastors in the room, the representatives of God are supposed to have some answers, some mm. comfort. And I felt completely out of my depth, like just had no idea what I was gonna do. The coroner though was so gentle and mm. sharing the news. And the coroner said something that I'll never forget. He told the family, he said, you guys are gonna ask yourselves why but mm. you don't know the answer why, because the body is built to survive. Mm. Every instinct works towards survival. If you're drowning, you're gonna splash trying to survive. Mm. So he said, when a person completes suicide, they it is an irrational act. Mm. And irrational acts cannot be rationalized. Mm. So he that said, I, I was like, whoa. So he- That's, he, a, that's he, a sermon. It was a whole word. Yeah. And I'm listening to him and the family's like, I, I see them, see it hitting them where they yeah. realize like our search for why will not end in an mm -hmm. answer that is satisfactory. Cause you, mm -hmm. you can't, it is, it is, it is anti our nature. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to do it is to do something that you just, you can't, you can't make sense of it. There's mm -hmm. no reason, even if that person were resurrected and came back to life and said, this is the reason why we would point to 15 other reasons mm -hmm. why because you can't wrap mm -hmm an irrational act um and i don't i'm not trying to be disrespectful and calling twitch irrational that that i'm calling the act one right. not be rationalized right um which is why the question of why is that that pursuit of a why is so is so difficult mm -hmm. and so i think that's that's why i think michelle was good with dealing with the what instead of the why i think i'm as i'm listening i'm learning um, that the what is probably is probably more important for us to to delve in because the why we'll we'll never truly understand and right. and we don't and we shouldn't, we shouldn't even some of us don't even have the privilege to need to know or understand mm -hmm. um, but I, I I do think the what and making sure that we are aware enough of what the what's are in mm -hmm. our lives in our friends' lives, in our loved ones' lives, mm -hmm. that can make a person that is rational become irrational. Irrational, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and understand that everybody's line that they cross from rational to irrational is different. Different. There's no, there's no scale. There's no, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, equal measure to this thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. People can handle things in different ways. And mm -hmm. so we have to be able to be sensitive to where people are and how much they're able to take mm -hmm. and also never be 
afraid to speak if you feel like you're overwhelmed mm-hmm. or be a, a listening ear to someone who just needs to unload. Right. Because you never know where someone's line is. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is is sort of what I'm grasping from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to also get this thing out of the way too because I, I think oh man, Michelle did good in the whole Samson uh, analogy because if you look at he- Hebrews chapter 11, right? Samson is one of those people who are considered to be righteous. Mm-hmm. He's one of those. So, 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 so can I just say this out loud and say that that narrative I've heard over my entire lifetime that when you commit suicide, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, it's over for you. Salvation is completely closed for you. Can we just close that narrative really quick? Yeah. I think, you know, I think, can I add to that, Dudley, real quick, just a pin? I 100% agree with that. And what Edsel was saying, right? Like, it's an irrational thing. So I believe that because suicide is such an irrational thing, we want to put it in a box mm-hmm. and say, when this happens, this is the result. So right. we think of like Judas, right, who hung mm-hmm. himself. Right. Um, but, you know, my mind goes to the man that was in the caves cutting himself, the man that was demon possessed, um, because when the demons, the legions came out of him, the Bible says they go into the herd of pigs. And what do the mm-hmm. pigs do? Right. <laughs> they drive themselves mm-hmm. off the ledge. That's good. That's good. Over 2000 of them. And they die. Yeah. So I, I just think. I'm not saying that he was demon possessed in this moment because we don't know that. Right. Oh, no. but, but what I am saying, we do know that Judas was because mm-hmm. the Bible says that before Judas betrays Jesus, Satan enters him. Right. And so to me, I just think that we're just, we try as human beings to try to make things logical yeah. that are illogical. I think that um, we spend time trying to fit God's justice in a schematic that works for us that we try to make God hate certain things and we try to make God disallow certain things and we don't understand the magnitude of who God is in the face of the mortality that we are. So I just wanted to put that in there, Dudley. Yeah. I didn't want to take your, your storm. Yeah. You go ahead and keep and And, and uh, I'm, I'm going to piggyback over what you said, because the, the problem is our our view of God and how he relates to situations like this mm-hmm. is we begin to start to look at God through the through the prism of religion rather than looking at religion in the prism of God. Right. And right. so when, when we're able to begin to start to no longer define God to be mm-hmm. something that needs to be a, 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 a rules and order and and subjected to cause and effect and action and reaction, we begin to start to realize that God actually is what Moses called him to be, Elohim, you know, uh, a, a, a three-in-one relational God. And this yeah. God of relationship views and sees the world through relationship more than anything else. And so newsflash, he's willing to break your rules in order for a relationship. Mm. I do I do want to jump in here though. Right? So I, I come on. The pastor in me needs to tie off a few loops in that 
I don't believe we can call Samson's death suicide. You call Samson's death suicide, you call Jesus's death suicide. I don't think you can call right. these things suicide. I, I think that there's a difference between martyrdom and suicide in that suicide says, I want to end my life. Martyrdom says there's something more important than my life and I'm willing to die for that, right? And there is a why there that is critical. So I put Samson in the martyrdom category, not the suicide category. I hear what you I put Elijah. Elijah. I don't know, bro. Yeah, no, no. Samson's wife wasn't, I just want my life to end. No, no, but go back to what you said. Uh -huh. You said originally when the uh -huh. coroner came in, and right. talked about rationally, rationally. Right. I'm listening right. to your right. words now. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, no matter what the cause is, no matter what right. the, the justice and the uh -huh. motive behind uh -huh. why a person who's going to want their life is going to fight that. their life. So if suicide you, bombers if consider themselves murderers. If you're going to push yourself to the point, they do. If you're going to do that. It's uh -huh. irrational. It's yeah. no matter what. Whoa, 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 whoa. Then, then the, how do we categorize what Jesus did? Martyrdom and suicide. Suicide is an attempt Jesus to end. Is, Jesus is the martyr, Etzel. But Jesus did it by laying down his own life. He yeah, said right, it. My life cannot be taken from me. I exactly. have to lay it down. But but the the, the 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 why behind that is not, I I want to take control of my life by ending pain or I'm trying to end this deep pain. It is. I have found a purpose that is but greater you're saying, than my. You're defining. You're defining suicide to be that to end pain. Where we're saying suicide is literally the taking of one's life. We're not. We're not figuring out the why. We're not distinguishing we, we're, the why. We're, we're, we're dealing in the what, not the why, right? I mean, I hear you. I hear you in terms of we're dealing with the what, but not the why. But I do think that that there is a distinction between a martyr who lays down their life and somebody who says, "I want to end my life." There are different paths to the same destination. To the same destination. I, I agree with right. that. So I'm talking about the destination. I'm, I'm not talking about right. the destination. Right. right. But, 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 I, but I guess why I'm saying it is because I, I want to be careful about whoever's watching and says, well, Samson did it and he's in Hebrews 11. So, you know, it's an option for me. I, I don't want that narrative to go out. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Well, that, oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. But that's okay. not what we're saying. But okay, yeah, that's not what we're saying. But you know what? Isabel thanked Isabel thanked Edsel for making the distinction. <laughs> so maybe you helped somebody today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sim, she's a clinician. What she wrote there is critical as well. We want to say it again, say it again. Um, simply she's a, clinician. She's a clinician. Yeah. So, so yeah, we want to make that. We want to make this extremely clear in our debate right now. And what you just said, what you just heard, everybody, and us pastors and friends just debating in this situation. We are not by all means trying to justify, you know, someone's no. you know act of you know taking their own no. life because no. we've seen people in the past do it, and you know, it's in in the case of Samson, considered to be. No, 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 obviously that's not. Obviously, we agree that it's an irrational thing that right. should be avoided by all costs. We we, right. we completely agree with that. But what we want to do is I don't want to always figure that someone who takes their life, they, they've taken their life because um, it was simply uh, too much for them or it, it, almost as if, it, if, if, they're, if, they're, if their suicide was selfish. And sometimes it's not selfish. Sometimes they took their life because it was overwhelming. Right. It's still an irrational action. Right. It's still irrational. Right. But 
sometimes people feel like you know you don't know say like Judah he took his life because you know I don't want to you know um, deal with having anybody look at me or see me be the person that betrayed Jesus and sometimes people like that they, they create that narrative. All I'm saying is that there are different types of ways that people come to that particular conclusion. Okay. Does that make sense? And so I'm looking at you because I know you, bro. Well. You know what? So it needs to be said. Say it. So in the, so then I'll hop on and I'll also say this, right? This idea that last act determines destination, right? Last act, sin right. equals hell or heaven or is not biblical. Thank you. It is, right. it I is that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like it's it's relationship. We've been talking about it. it's relationship. If I am in a relationship with my wife and we get into a fight and I die. Does that mean that our, our marriage is over? Like, like that we that's essentially a divorce? No, it's like the marriage yes, still continues. Exactly. The marriage doesn't continue, but the, the last act doesn't determine the um the, the magic of the relationship. It doesn't right. define the relationship, right? right? right. Um, so Proverbs 4.18, I love how it defines righteousness. It says that the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of the day. And basically it is paralleling righteousness to a sunrise that is always progressing. It is, um, it has like a trajectory, right? So it's not one of those things where it's like last act determines destination, last act determines destiny. I don't believe that the Bible teaches that. That's not the way that the Bible teaches relationship with Christ. Um, especially when a person is not well, mm. especially when a person is not well. Um, so I, I think that that's something that's important for us to to know as Christians when we're talking about um, suicide and we're talking about people who may have completed suicide. We don't we don't know we don't know what happens there. Um, the same way that Christ says that to even look upon a woman with you know uh, with lustful eyes that, that that's adultery. If Christ is looking at our mindset, our intent, our motives when it comes to sin, then I trust that God is also looking at those things when it comes to our actions yeah. and, and our actions when we're not well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful also of um, the sermon I preached at your church, E, um, of the, wow, oh Lord, Psalms, the Psalms 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and how when David gets you to the valley, he doesn't get you to the valley without first recognizing that the valley first is a path of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that you, your path towards righteousness leads you to valleys as well as to green pastures. Mm -hmm. It's the highs and the lows mm -hmm. that are considered for righteousness. So mm -hmm. I, I I I receive that pretty very well. Um, but I, I think I think what we're what we're missing too in this to having the conversation about um, twitches uh, also the the, the the celebrity, the remember the, the shock value in this was, but he was so, but Successful. he was so right. Famous, um, happy. I want to dwell there here for a second, really quick. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about the the mistakes that we might see, um, uh, in, in a person's life that might get us to think that we don't necessarily check in up, upon them. So 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 let me do that by doing that in reverse. What's the sign? What's the area in your life you would want somebody to check up on you? What's a sign that you're letting people know I, I need somebody, I need a hug. I need somebody to sign? talk to me. Lord, there's no sign. 
There's no sign. Honestly, no. one of the things, one of the things that I hate mm. is when people say, "Check on your strong friends." Right? We're all weak, right? We're all human beings. <laughs> and the thing is, if you're my you're friend, check on me. Check on me. Period. You know, people love to say, oh, you know, Ingrid, I thought about you, but I know you were good because you have so many other people checking on you. How do you know that? Mm -hmm. If you thought about me, check on me. There's a reason why God placed me on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if I think about something, I try, if I think about someone, I try my best, like, oh, you know, you just ran across my mind. How are you doing? Because we're all human beings and we all have areas of weakness. Your yeah. area is different from mine, but we're all flesh and blood. So this whole check on your strong friends, Throw it out the window. Check mm -hmm. on the people you care about, period. Mm -hmm. Period. Mercy. That's so true. Wow. So check on your strong friends. That all right. should be a so, curse. So, so, so there, there it is. No matter who you are, check on them. Because I, I think, and what you said is so right, Ingrid, because I think people don't recognize how close we are to being in a vulnerable enough state. Yeah. It's not, it's not a complicated recipe. It is a vulnerable enough state and a poor decision. Those two things together can, can have irreparable consequences for your life. Mm. You harming yep. yourself or you harming somebody else Absolutely. or you getting in a car and driving, like it's not complicated. It's not five things that have to happen. Mm. Vulnerability, enough vulnerability and one poor decision. And our lives can change for, and we can change other people's lives forever as well. Absolutely. I think people think, man, I would never, I would, you know, this could never. And it's just like, you don't know. Have you been to the depths of, of your valley? You have no idea the yep. thought cross your mind, the uh and 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 what options are available to you in that valley can make a mm -hmm. huge difference. The resources you have available to you. Man. Okay. But you would think that Twitch had all the resources available. Right. You would think that he would be able to helicopter his way out of that valley. Yes. Okay. Private jet landing strip out of the valley. You know what? And I didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I, I didn't feel. I didn't feel like that. Right. Because I feel. There was this rumor. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but the rumor was that he lost a lot of money in crypto. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, I get it. And it's not that I get like I understand why he would do it, but more so I understand the pressure that men can feel as providers oh, yes. when you lose everything and you feel like I don't know how to pay tuition. I can't look my wife in the eyes. I don't know a way out of this. What are my friends going to say? The, not everyone feels the, the freedom to be vulnerable and we yeah. can say, I messed up, right? right. But I think that's the key. Mm -hmm. That level of vulnerability, mm. that's what Ingrid was saying. Yeah. Like, there is no sign, right? Right. I'm not on Instagram like, <laughs> you know, it's been a hard day, y'all. I just lost $25,000. Right. You know, I just found out that my, you know, fill in the blank, 
is fill in the blank and I'm feeling fill in the blank. And you know, nobody does that really, right? Because because it's not safe. Right. Right. I, I, I was making a joke about this the other day, but it's kind of true. Cooper Gooding Jr. did such a good job when he did radio that he won an Oscar for it. And how many people took Cooper Gooding Jr. after that movie? They said, and I'm quoting here, he played someone on the spectrum so well mm. that it made people wonder mm. if he was truly on the spectrum. Wow. So, so my question is to go right with what you're saying. There is wow. a very, very limited amount of vulnerability that people are actually able to show. Yeah. You don't get to see my struggle. You don't get to see my pain. You only celebrate in the good moments, but I don't really let you in in those dark moments because I'm wired to know that there is a slight chance that you'll use it against me. Mm. Mercy. So where do you go when you can't go anywhere else? And that's the problem with the church. The church is supposed to be the place that you could go. It's supposed to be the place where if you're going through a bad divorce, that the divorcee and the divorcer should be able to still go to the same building and catch a little bit of the same God. But that's not what happens. Right? No, no. I mean, if you, if, if, Lord, if you, you really want to be real about it, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm saying, all right, check up on your friends, but, but there are levels to, to, to the friends that I have. And how, right. you know, how, and, and how many friends that are checking up on me do I, do I want to divulge this particular information to? Or, exactly. or, or, or even, or even they have the knack to actually push past my, Oh, I'm all right. I'm good, man. Yo, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm still working through those, you know, cliche lines that we constantly mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. You need a person that has a, has a love for you that goes past that. Like yeah. you're able to see the BS in that line mm-hmm. and go right through it. And say, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm asking you. And, and when you still give the generic answer, you mm-hmm. can start to, that, that friend is the one that investigates. Mm-hmm. All right, so how, how, how's your diet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yo, you know how you know what's good. You, mm-hmm. I need that type of. We need more of those type of people. I need to be that uh, a better person in regard to that because if I don't have those that type of of, of people around me. I don't know if I'm right. going to be the person that's going to be so transparent. Sometimes we mm-hmm. always talk about you know people in your circle being the ones to come to you, but mm-hmm. we got to be also. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, Look it's, at these it's, comments. <laughs> but you know what with that i'll just tag it and say this with checking in i want everybody here watching to know there's no danger in asking yeah. friends or family are you thinking about harming yourself sometimes we think and this is another myth that people believe that if i ask them that it's going to give them the idea if a person right. is not considering committing suicide asking them will not it's put not that right. idea in their head no matter how low they are, no matter how down they are, it will not do it. It is better to ask, are you thinking about harming yourself? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Do you have a plan? Do you have intent? Uh, do you have the means? You wanna, you, you gotta ask these questions directly. And it's if they if the answer is no, they're just gonna look at you like, like, of course not, right? But if the answer is yes, 
then you are getting an opportunity to intervene and save their lives. I'll also say this. Sometimes people think, oh, I can't do anything because they promise, they may be promised not to say anything. Mm -hmm. There are two reasons why you can break confidentiality, no matter what situation. About harming themselves, if they're thinking about harming others. Harming others. Lie, the pastor's telling you telling you this. Lie to them. Lie to them and tell them, I won't tell anybody. And if they tell you that they are considering taking their lives, our highlight is to preserve life. Yeah. Get okay. the information, preserve life. All right, preserve teacher. Them. Me teacher. Ooh. Okay. But maybe you didn't get that deep yet. I'll, see, mm-hmm. see. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about when I got to the line. Right. I'm talking about getting up there, mm-hmm. getting to the line. Because mm-hmm. by that time, I bet I necessarily have a person to to ask me that question about taking my life. Mm-hmm. But everything leading up to that point, I, I needed somebody to talk to me. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, and so, this 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 is the situation where it seems as if we always, some way, shape, or show, not necessarily we, but sometimes these conversations always find a way to come back to what the church isn't doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not about I'm not, I'm like I'm not I don't have the energy to do church bashing today. I got you. I got it's you. not even about okay. it's not even about that. But but for me, I I I'm I'm looking at first of all first of all the church is people. It's not it's that's why yeah, that's why I left. Like, it's not a building. It's not the it's, name. It's not the structure. It, yeah. it's people. Okay, so so it's you. It's you all that's watching. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's not let, let's let's stop judging this whatever mm-hmm. organization and entity that you can't see or touch or feel. We're the church, and so when we right. talking about the church, we're talking about us. All right, mm-hmm. all right. So when we're, we're, we're doing that. We have to be a lot more empathetic. Right. We the church is practice the church. Meaning us, not the not the organization. Let's get into the language of saying when the church we're talking about us. The, the us, the church, has done a horrible job. Well, has done a great job in practicing sympathy, and doing a horrible job practicing empathy. I've seen a, I've seen a people. I've seen a people who, because they can relate to the circumstances that somebody else has gone through, mm-hmm. can give a sympathetic and a, you know, and, and give right. the energy that it's due to a certain circumstance. Overlook certain things. Yada yada yada. But when it comes to something you can't relate to, I'm not necessarily talking about a sin situation. I'm talking about in this context that that, that, that okay, somebody's going through something that you didn't necessarily go through, and so because of that, you don't have the time or the patience to to to, to deal with them, to deal with them, to you know what I'm saying? It's it's it, it's it's difficult for us um, to be a church, and the church is not doing what it needs to do and stepping outside of their shoes and being a people that helps people. Because I, 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 as Confessions podcasts go, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work the comments. So trust me, I'm, I'm trying to get them up on the screen. Um, but as, uh, uh, being this Confession podcast, this has been a rough year for your boy. Mm-hmm. It's a rough year. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm saying to myself, man, if I didn't have if I, you know, if certain people in your life, you, you, this, 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 this ugly man right here, if I didn't have this <laughs> ugly Negro right here in my life this year, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need, we need people. 
Um, we need people. And so I, 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 my, 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 my call, my ending, obviously, but my call to people out there, if you please love people, yeah, not just because you went through it, but love them for the sake of loving them. Contact the people, talk to people, you know, break past it. We, we gotta, we have to be that. Last thing I'll say is our Adventist, our Adventism has, has rooted our personality's ability so a little bit cold. Like, like, like when you're dealing with people on the block, I realize people on the block are a lot more open and, and talkative. And, you know, you could even, you could, I, growing up in the, in the place I grew up in, you could stay on the block and have a conversation with a complete stranger for a minute if they have the time. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like sometimes you, 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 you come into the church building and everybody's just like on the move or nobody, everybody's a little hard to like, like, like Moto was saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Not, not really you know, prone to give you all of my life because you might use it against me. And it, it, it's just been really, it's, it's really set us back. It's also cultural though. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things I learned when I started to work with a lot more of my white counterparts is that they're very open, you know, you know, I met this lady and she's like, oh, you know, I'm going through this divorce. And she's like telling me her whole life and we had just met. But she was comfortable because she was comfortable with herself and her situation. And that taught me a lot, you know, how to open up and be okay with having conversations and not caring about how people viewed me through my situation. And it really helped me to kind of model myself and my friendship after that kind of thing. Because it's like, you know what? Nothing anyone tells me shocks me. And I can take it to my grave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen, I'm there. You know, there's no judgment. And it, it I think we we just need to learn how to like break our cultural chains of hiding things and keeping things to ourselves because that's how we were raised and that's how our parents were raised and just opening up. And I know it's scary because it's like, who can I trust? Um, but you know, thank God, like when you find that one or two, that one person or two people, you really just have to lean into them and like we've been saying, be vulnerable and trust that process of friendship. I think what Simone Biggs said in 2227 and Thorley kind of go together. Thorley said, imagine how some SDA kid with the Caribbean parent feels when they feel they have no option. Right. And then Simone's response, well, not to Thorley, but Simone wrote, truth is the port has an expiration date. People will check in on you, mm. but most really want to know, Mercy, are you over it yet? Because self-care is not the way, self-care is not real, y'all. Here's what I mean by All right. Watch, this. Watch this. Watch this. If you could care for yourself, a lot of people wouldn't be where they are right now. In the mental and emotional and places of pain and frustration and yeah. sadness, self-care is one thing, but it's not what we amount it to be. We think that I'm depressed, let me just go shopping. Let me go buy some shoes. Let me go on a spa retreat and just sit under the sun and bask and get some vitamin D and get some sunlight. 
and then come back to the reality that my problem is still right there waiting for me when I get back. I think self-care is more like what Edsel was talking about with the mental health aspects. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's not the way, because the truth is most people practice self-care or caring even for others in that way. Are you over right. it yet? Because that's how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. So then how can I go and be there for Ingrid when I'm struggling with loving me? Right. But then I'm supposed to go and love on Ingrid who's hurting? No, I'm going to go bleed on Ingrid because I'm bleeding. So I can't give what I don't have. I think another important thing to think about with this um, tragic situation with Twitch is that there's an environment that is cultivating these kinds of issues, right? It's, it's, It's very easy to just look at him, but if I go into a place that has radiation and I get cancer, you're gonna say, well, the environment I was in is what caused it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we need to also take a close look at our society yeah. that puts so much pressure on us to perform, to be defined by what we do, to be defined by how much we make that separates us based on this yeah. right individualism, this American dream that never lets you rest. But once mm-hmm. you get the, the girlfriend, now you got to marry her. Once you marry mm-hmm. her, now you got to have kids. Now you have mm-hmm. kids is you got to put them in the bed. Like, there's no rest. Yeah, there's none. There's no rest. So it is not just. I'm sorry, bro. I just want the nieces and nephews, man. I'm sorry to put pressure on you. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, but, but okay, I hear you. People who are sick, society is sick. It is. And society is making its people sick. And, right. and we have to be careful as a church that we're not contributing to that as well. We have to be careful as a people. And this is one of the reasons why we need each other, because we can't necessarily fix society, but at least we can have these 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 bubbles of community where there there's some safe haven, there's some sanctuary where yeah. I don't have to be who I have been nine through five, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be very careful. I think about that about like looking at what are we doing in society that's perpetuating that as well. Yeah, we're putting that pressure, we're putting that stress on people, and we don't know. What else they're dealing with, and what, whether or not we're the straw on the camel's back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we 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 sort of um, looked at suicide, and we we've come to the conclusion that we want to sort of destroy the narratives that we've sort of heard before um, about it. It's a conclusion, etc. Um, as um, Deandra mentioned in the in the chat about the, even the language that we use and the words that we use and how we um, describe suicide. Uh, I think it, it was important. We talked about um, are there telling signs? Are there abilities for us to see it coming? Um, you know, and we we spoke about that. Um, I, I also I also want to. Um, kind of speak to when it comes to literally with um, Twitch's situation. Was this, was it a surprise for, 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 for everybody? Everybody would agree. agree yes or no. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or it was a shock. It wasn't to me, but it was shock. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Hmm. Why wasn't it shocking for you, Michelle? I've been around too much death. Mm -hmm. I work in a hospital. Mm -hmm. I see death all day, every day, mm -hmm. you know? And a part of that, I wouldn't say it desensitizes me to death. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It doesn't desensitize me to death. But it's no longer alarming or surprising, regardless of the means right. that it comes by. Right. right. And I think that I actually told my friend, I said, I think, I think the way that this world is set up, especially post pandemic, mm -hmm. it's just, we've seen a lot. Yeah. We have seen a lot in our lifetime. And I think our parents would say the same. It's a different yeah. type of trauma, but yeah. trauma nonetheless. I think every generation is hit with different types of traumas mm -hmm. and suicide um, and the completion of it is becoming more and more prevalent Absolutely. in our culture and society today. I, I, I this is so, thank you. This is exactly where I'm, I'm, the avenue that I wanted to go in because I, I feel like if my father were still alive, mm -hmm. He, I, I could hear him telling me, if man, if I would have, if I would have, obviously, if I would have known now what I've known then, what would mm -hmm. I have told myself then? And I feel like many generations that pass, we, you know, human beings are able to adapt and we don't necessarily realize what we went through until we went through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. What, for the better or the worse, you know, we, we come out either stronger or weaker, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Can we just pause and, and realize, as Michelle mentioned, we, we've gone through a lot. Absolutely. We've seen, we've seen a recession. We have seen two. <laughs> we, 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 we've gone through 9-11. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Well, the housing you know, market. I don't know how, how old the people, some of our users, our viewers might be a little younger than, than that, but yeah, but 9-11, yeah. you know what I'm saying? For, for you know. Um, we saw a man nominated as the woman of the year. Global pandemic. Yeah. Donald Trump. Mercy. The insurrection. And, and, so, and so are we in the insurrection? And so are, have we stopped to realize what we're going through and have we really are, are we just trying to make it through the day or have we stopped to realize whoa okay what would i be needing to tell myself if i'm you know fast forward 30 years what would the 30 years you know the 30 plus year person come back and tell me what do i need to do to slow down who what do i need to do for myself you know, that that I'm so in the zone just trying to get through the day that I'm not doing enough to allow myself, you know, the advice that I need to hear. You know, I don't want to can I can I tell you what happened to me yesterday? Mm -hmm. A very personal testimony. So I was on a plane to head to my destination. We're sitting on the tarmac for about forty five minutes, almost an hour. I was talking to some friends on the phone and they were like 
why are we still talking to you? Like, why haven't you left yet? And I was like, I, I don't know, you know, it's a good question. And then ding, you know. So apparently the door of the bags was stuck, like it was broken, like it wasn't closing. Obviously we can't take off in the air if we can't close the luggage compartment. So they're like, give us about 20 to 25 minutes. We've got somebody coming to see it. They're trying to work on it. It's not working, blah, 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 blah. Kept talking to my friends. And then all of a sudden, about 30 minutes later, it dings and it says, ladies and gentlemen, our motor is leaking oil. Mercy Lord. So I need you guys to understand what happened. Ooh. Somebody missed that. I have goosebumps. If the door had closed on the compartment, the plane would have taken off because all signs said go. Right. The only issue was the luggage compartment. As we're sitting, waiting for that issue to be fixed, that they have been trying and they have brought in all these electrical and mechanical people to come out and get this door to close. Mm -hmm. The motor starts to leak oil while we're sitting in front of the gate. Crazy. Which means, had we been in flight, yeah. that oil would have leaked. Mm. And that motor would have exploded. And Mercy. I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Mercy. And what I learned yesterday, Dudley, mm -hmm. after your question, appreciate the blips. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there upset. Man, the flight hasn't taken off. What's going on? Why isn't this door closing? Why is this happening? And, and I realized at the same time, that's not everybody's story. Some people got dressed on 9-11 and went to work. Right. And some people had instincts that, oh, I don't know, something feels off. I just don't want to go to work today. Yeah. Some people were walking to the building. Some yeah. people, their alarm didn't go off that morning. Some people, they were trying to get and the kid dropped food on them and they had to go back and change and they're upset with, like, I had to learn to just appreciate the book. Yeah. I had to learn that it's not just a day by day. It is a moment by moment, a minute by minute, because today everything could be fine. And then tomorrow I wake up and if I live in California, my backyard's on fire. If I live in Hawaii, a volcano just erupted. Yeah. If I live in, 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 in whatever areas that tsunamis hit or hurricanes hit, and now Florida's flooded, like, like this happens all the time. Right. Crazy. And because it's not at my doorstep, I just, day by day, day by day, day, I just go, 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 go. And I don't stop to appreciate that many people get on helicopters and get to their destination. Kobe got on his and he didn't make it. Right. So I think what it's taught me, other than to, it's, it's not a YOLO thing for me because I don't even like that phrase. I feel like a lot of people are reckless. <laughs> because of that phrase but it is a it is a stop and appreciate what you have because yeah. it may, it's not it's not going to always be there no absolutely absolutely it's funny because i was talking to someone about 9-11 the other day and like you said i know someone that decided not to go to work that day 
or someone that was walking in the building as the plane hit and they were able to turn around because they were late. And like you said, these moments just kind of concretized for me that God's will will be done. So, you know, I'm just going to let him do what he needs to do. You know, today I was thinking about some things and then my daughter called me and she's like, oh, you know, mommy, my tooth fell out. And she was so excited to call me and tell me about that small moment. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, we're about to go onto this podcast, right? And we're talking about life and how important life is and how, you know, sometimes we get into these irrational states where, you know, we feel like we want to end our lives. And that moment just kind of reminded me of, you know, what keeps me going. That's my what, you know, because I have my moments and I'm going to come back to hopelessness. Yeah, I have my moments of hopelessness where I'm like, Lord, what, like I've had moments where I'm like, you know what, Lord, if you see fit, like just don't wake me up tomorrow. Like I've had enough. <laughs> when I wake up, yeah, I just thank God that he sees past my humanity mm-hmm. and what I'm dealing with. And he knows my purpose. And so I just yes. keep trying to live it every day and remind myself that there is something in store for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think for me, Oh man, there's so many things. Uh, Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And I, I, I hated that verse most of my life until I got a little older and I'm like, Solomon, David, whoever wrote this, they know what they're talking about and that there's wisdom to be gained from acknowledging our mortality, mm. talking about difficult things, talking about death. Um, there is wisdom I think we, we leave on the shelf we, we don't take hold of when we shy away from these kinds of conversations. Um, I don't wanna, so, so I'm thankful that we've created a space where we can have the conversation. We can set people free from the burden of shame, of needing help, um, of having suicidal thoughts or ideation, um, mm-hmm. creating a space where people can reach out for help. I do think we do have to let people know that the suicide prevention hotline number is 988. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to tell people that there is a way to end your pain without ending your life. Um, mm. I may not know how, but there, there's there's a way. Um, what, one of the things we see from people who survive their um, suicide attempts, I'm working yeah. with somebody now. He's so glad that he was never successful. Mm. Things mm. turned around. Things turned around. Yeah. He's so glad. And, and you just never know what one more day, one more month, one more year, yeah. mm. I will give you an opportunity to see something different. Um, so there's a way to end your pain without ending, ending your life. Mm-hmm. Psalms 90 was written by Moses. Oh, thank you, scholar. Appreciate you. I feel like it just means so much more. <laughs> Moses, I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, th- I think I think I think there is something that I think is important for all of us to be aware of as we are in fear of not being desensitized to what's going on is realizing that I believe that in every stage and in every generation, even with 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 the church, God has an intention to speak a certain message to the people because of what he feels that they need. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, in our generations past, our parents' generation, et cetera, there was this huge effort to remind them of um, a, a responsibility towards evangelism and a, a call to action, winning souls, and um, a, a, a huge responsibility to making sure you're getting your life in order. Mm-hmm. And yet, in our generation, I'm not necessarily saying that that isn't a, an important message, but I, I, don't you think it's ironic? Don't you think it's interesting that now the the the, the telling thing to do at an AY is talk about mental health? Mm-hmm. That everybody now in our generation, that mental health is probably one of the bigger things, more one of the more common things that we're all feeling like we have to do, we have to focus on it, we have to talk about it. Why do you think that is? You think it's because, like, it's just something to do? No. It's because our generation, like a generation past, this generation, I feel like God is intentionally having this message to this generation because of what we're going through. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? My parents who, who knows of, you know, mango seasons and them chilling on the island. And, you know, when I was growing up, we used to walk, you know, to school. And we would walk back home and eat and walk back to school. And, and, and life sounded great. Hearing my parents' story, life sounded really good for them. Now, for them, you'll see, they'll say, no, we had our problems. We had our yada, yada, yada. But, for, for, but, but man, I mean, I would have loved to live in my parents' generation. What? I would love to live in my, my, my parents' world. And I'm thinking about my, my kids the world that they're going to be living in it's a crazy reality so i don't think that i think that there's an intention behind why mental health is one of the leading topics uh, that the church is if i mean if you if you're you're smart um is talking about why you know it's it's something that um people tend to lean their ears towards it's because i feel like we need it more than probably any other generation Yes and no, because I feel like now when I listen to older people speak, I don't want their lives because they're they're honest. honest. And when they really talk about what they've endured growing up, like the other day at Thanksgiving, I'm listening to my mom and my aunts talk and they're talking about things, some that you've never heard before. And you're like, you had a horrible life. Mm. But now even them they feel comfortable speaking up more because this is the world that we live in today. It's no longer about hiding our trauma and, you know, our, you know, misfortunes Mm. and the things that have happened Mm. to us. It's about talking about it Mm. and letting the younger generations know so that we can, it's like, you know what? I wish you told me this 20 years ago. You know what I mean? But they even feel more comfortable now. So I think it just speaks to the times that we're living in and how important it is to be honest Mm-hmm. about our experiences to help someone else. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so It's that pendulum swing though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> not not to put somebody's business out there, but someone was telling me a story about how when they were growing up, they used to use corn husks as tissue paper. Mercy. They didn't have access to tissue paper. So they were so poor that even banana leaves were commodities, but corns were everywhere. It's easier to just grab a corn husk after going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
and I think the swing of us not wanting our kids to go through certain things, and, mm. and in the middle of that, yeah, story, that's what I'm saying. Life story and experiences, right? The constant AYs and the Dorcases and the junior deacon and the junior elder, and the and then we swung all the way. Mm. We're like, no activities after church, right? <laughs> we're like from from doing everything to doing nothing. Not that. And go ahead. And what's crazy about that is that our parents at least had the support system, even if it wasn't necessarily an honest one, a vulnerable one, a trans, it was structured and built in where it was right. saturated their lives. Yes. And yes. the culture is getting worse for us, but without the same infrastructure, without right. the same yes. stability, and and we think it's okay because I can just I can just watch church from home, and it's like, do you know how many times it's going to church and the sermon did nothing for me, but somebody pulled me aside and I had a conversation. And that, that was me. yep. That was the sermon. That's what I needed. Exactly. That's why I went to church that day. That's why I went to church that day. Or I needed help, and somebody needed to see that I needed help. You know what I mean? It's just like. There are there are risks we're taking with, with there are things we're taking grant taking for granted because of the dysfunctions of the church right. that, uh, that make us more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That yes. Our previous generations they were able to kind of survive because and, and, and the pandemic didn't help. Oh no, it didn't help. The, and the pandemic didn't help because the pandemic made people who who are even hesitant to be transparent mm -hmm. even more comfortable in isolating yeah. themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. 100%. Introverts became more introverted. And we were we were able to justify it. Yeah. I was fearful of this conversation. You know why? Let me tell you why. I didn't know how to land. Mm. Because how do you end something like this? Mm. I, you know, how do you... Number. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, in, in, in letting people know, you know, um, that you're loved find people that love you and keep them mm -hmm. around you um and go ahead take also keep the conversation going yeah like, don't let it end on the podcast but talk about it in your potlucks in your ay's like who knows who at the end of that conversation will raise their hand and say hey i've been struggling yeah like allow this to be part you know how we have our favorite conversations we talk about relationships talk about the pastor we talk about the church talk about <laughs> Suicide. Talk about mental health. Add that. I'm talking about us. Yeah, exactly. Talk about something else. You know? Yeah. Talk about it. Make everybody uncomfortable, but let them get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Moto, thank you for for this. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was it was divinely inspired. Yeah. Uh, and it, and we hope like this conversation would be, if anything. Uh, for some people, a reminder. For some people, uh, an awareness of uh, the importance of uh, your life, how your life matters, how mm -hmm. you and your mental health first is vital, uh, that you don't think that you're strong enough to deal. Um, we are all weak in our own relative ways. And yep. more than anything else, this is it. This is the reason why we have church. 
church is not for the sermons and it's not for the choir. It's not for the praise team. It's for that fellowship. It's for the leaning on your brother and your sister. It's for the, the ability for you to be transparent. And if, if it didn't work in the past, man, maybe it can work in the future. Yeah. Um, and maybe the, 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 these type of conversations and forcing us to not spending time dis discussing and debating doctrine, but for us to have spending the exact amount of time discussing us, who right. we are, what we're going through, uh, might be the thing that will actually really transform people's lives. And that would be a lasting change. Um, be kind. Be compassionate. Be kind. In a world where you could be anything. Oh. Be kind. Be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is it. This is our, our last um, podcast for 2022. I want to thank everybody uh, for uh, tuning in. Uh, thank you guys uh, for being here tonight and uh, sharing. Your we'll do better in 2023. We will definitely do better in 2023. Maybe. Uh, you know, wow. No, no, no. wow. <laughs> with resolutions. Can we yourself. Okay. Let me have hope. Let me have hope. Um, we, we're, going to, we're going to do better by God's grace. Um, but uh, from us and our four family, or four of us, our family to you, want to say uh, happy holidays to all of you. Uh, happy New Year! If we don't see you, and we'll we'll see you on the other round if God gives us the mercy to do so. Um, what's that number again? Suicide prevention. E nine eight eight nine eight eight. You can dial it um, anywhere you are. Doesn't matter what state you are. Doesn't matter where you're living. Um, and reach out if you if, if there's if you know you're going through something, make sure you reach out to somebody that you know you can trust. Your your pastor right now. You might be listening to this and saying, "Man, I need somebody to talk to." Um, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord, the Holy Spirit, speak to you and give you a person that you can call right now. Um, and you know, hit up Northeastern Conference. Hey, your boy's in in charge of all that social media. You have nobody to reach out to. Just DM me. I'll find you somebody to 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 to, to, to speak to um, uh, professional uh, that will be able to listen and to hear. Uh, well, that's it. That's us signing off. Moda, I don't know where you are, but I hope it's somewhere tropical and that you are enjoying yourself and that you you know. Mine's never. <laughs> <laughs> she went the whole week and never told us where she was. I never told us. The whole time. The whole time. I landed. I took off. You know, like nothing. No details. Vulnerability. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah.